We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. Reach out to them for any of your computing or travel needs. Hey, I'm Mike and she's Sophie. Hi. And together we're On the Road with Mickey. This is episode seven for February 17th, 2020. And today we are covering our favorite things at Animal Kingdom Park. And Sophie, did you know that in four weeks from today, we will be at the Animal Kingdom? I did know that because I've been counting down. Today is day 28. We are almost there. We are almost there. And it's so exciting that today we're covering our favorite things at Animal Kingdom. This is the continuation of our series um, first week, we covered Magic Kingdom, of course. The second week, we covered our favorite things at Epcot. And this week, we're covering our favorite things at Animal Kingdom. And that'll leave next week, where we'll cover our favorite things at Hollywood Studios. But first, let's talk about some of our cheddar from the Big Cheese for tw- for this week. Yes, we definitely should, because there is a lot that has happened. Yeah, and some of it is... Um, you know, it's the normal ticket prices and things like that, which no one wants to know about. But it's important that you that you think about it if you're planning a Disney trip. Um, and I'll start us off. How about that, Sophie? Um, first of all, Walt Disney World and Disneyland had some ticket price increases last week. So keep that in mind. If you are looking at tickets... Um, they, are, they have gone up, and if you have a package that you're thinking about securing, you'll want to reach out quickly and get that package secured before the um, ticket increase is in effect on the um, on the package because it takes Disney a little bit longer to incorporate that into the packages. So you could still get last year's pricing for many cases um, if you get into the system immediately. So if you need any help with that, reach out to me. I'm at Mike at pixievacations.com. Um, in addition, over at the new restaurant that they're putting in place, that's replacing the quick service Liberty Inn restaurant at animal at, um, American adventure. It's called the Regal Eagle Smokehouse. They have some walk up bar menu items revealed. Um, and so they're getting close to where, That'll be a lot of fun and maybe some some real traction on when that's going to open. I, I don't remember a date, 
but um but it's important to keep that in mind so and then the last thing i want to say before i hand it off to sophie for a little bit is um there is also in addition to the ticket price increase at walt disney world there's a new ticket option for walt disney world and they're calling it the water park and sports add-on so what happens is you know when you buy a regular ticket you're buying a base ticket it's one part per day and you pick the park you want to be in on that day and that's the park you go to you can leave you can come back but you come back to the same park in addition they have the park hopper which is an add-on that allows you to go to all the parks at once and they have the park hopper plus which also gives you access to um golf and and water parks and things like that um but this add-on is a little bit different because um you can say i want to add water park and sports right into the ticket into your base ticket without having to pay for the other things that come with the park hopper plus um so it's a it's like i think it's 70 dollars per ticket add-on and what you get for that let's say you have a four-day ticket so your four-day ticket would also include four days of water park tickets so that gives you quite a bit of options and flexibility so you may not necessarily need as big a ticket to cover your whole trip if you plan on using water parks as part of your part of your days so just something to keep in mind now, Sophie, do you want to take it over and, and give us a little bit of additional chatter? Yes, I would. So, if you're a 2000s kid like me, then you will know about Kim Possible. Well, there was once an adventure there in, well, there was once an, an adventure in Epcot based around Kim Possible and her friends, but that has been closed a good few years back. Now, it is closed. It was themed around Agent P from Phineas and Ferb, but now that too is closing on February 17th, which is today. Yeah. And it will be replaced with a DuckTales themed World Showcase adventure. And I'm ta- I'm looking at the pattern here and it always goes for the like the most well-known action show on Disney Channel for the for the time. So okay. we may be losing Agent P and Phineas and Ferb, but that show ended, so it makes kind of sense. But we still have DuckTales, so it goes for, to that instead. And on top of that, more Epcot news. The rest of the areas in Epcot's future world are closed on Sunday, February 16th. This includes the electric umbrella, Pin Central, and merchandise and outdoor vending carts. But as a result of these closings, Sunshine Seasons, which is my favorite quick service restaurant at Epcot, will now feature burgers in their restaurant and eats at the Epcot Experience will feature a new expanded menu of flatbreads, chicken nuggets, and salads. Yeah, and all that's part of the the whole Epcot, um, I don't want to call it, it, it is a renovation, but it's kind of like a reimagination almost. Um, and a revamp. Yeah, and one of the things that, that this is old news, but it kind of ties in a little bit, is how there's going to be four neighborhoods in Hepcot. There's going to be World Showcase, 
world celebration, world nature, and world discovery. And Sophie, why don't you talk a little bit about um, about you know celebration, nature, and discovery? World showcases is, is is there already, of course. It's the, where the the nations are, but yes. um, but even that will be enhanced with. Um, additional magic you know disney magic throughout so Mm -hmm. so tell me what what is um world celebration going to be about all right so where where is it going to be about so the way that the four neighborhoods are set up is that they they're kind of sectioned off into the pavilions that we know already world showcase of course is all the nations World Celebration is that area in the middle of Future World where Spaceship Earth is, as well as the Innovation Factories where you can get all the merchandise and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we all know Innovations. We all know, like, that soda shop that's in Future World yeah. and the fountains and whatnot. That's what World Celebration is, and they're going to be completely revamping that. Okay. Then there's World Nature, which is where the Land Pavilion and the Seas Pavilion are. And I don't know what they're doing with that, but I do hope that they keep what they already have there and they just enhance and add on. And then World Discovery is the place where Mission Space and Test Track are. because, And as you can see, you can look at all of those different things and you can see, yeah, there are they're already kind of themed around what their new names will be and they can only really add on to what's there. And this will be the first major upgrade that Epcot has gotten since its opening. Yeah, it'll be a huge upgrade. Um, So it'll be worth seeing. And of course, just like any upgrade, there's growing pains. There were growing pains with the Fantasyland expansion, and I didn't like the expansion at the time, but now it it really fits it well into the park, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and the same thing here. We're gonna be seeing a whole lot of construction mess in Epcot while we're visiting, but we're also going to be looking at the at the at the what it will be sort of scenarios, you know. So we're we're gonna definitely report back to everyone that's listening on what we've experienced and what we're um, what we think of the different things, and we'll just see where it goes from there. Um, but now we also wanted to talk about um, a rundown of our poll questions. We had um, some poll questions related to Epcot this week, and um, and I wanted to go over a few of them. Um, there's only three questions. It was a quick poll anyway. So, um, the first poll question was, what is your favorite future world pavilion? And of course the options were spaceship earth, the sea with Nemo and friends, the imagination pavilion, mission space, test track, and the land. Um, because right now there's, there's construction. So there's some things that are going to be there that aren't there right now. So, um, basically, we ended up with a tie between Spaceship Earth and the land. Um, it was it was a close contest, and and 
as many people like Spaceship Earth as they did the land. So I kind of like it because I like Spaceship Earth. So that was my favorite. <laughs> so I win, right, Sophie? Sure. Oh, okay, that's that's all that matters. Um, and then um, the second question was, which way do you navigate Epcot's World Showcase? And do you go clockwise? Start, you know, my thought was starting from coming into future world. And then when you get to world showcase, do you go clockwise to Mexico or do you go counterclockwise to Canada and the UK? And the results on that, um, it was really close. Um, but clockwise came out in front. So more people travel to the left and go around world showcase that way than they do coming in um, and going to the right. So I think it would be fun to try doing it. We usually go clockwise, right, Sophie, don't we? Yeah, we usually go clockwise. And I think it's because Sophie and I are so gung-ho about getting to Mexico to, to ride the Three Caballeros ride, but um, but maybe not. Maybe that's just my thought process. But anyway, maybe we'll try going counterclockwise once and see what we think. See if it works better or, or if there's any difference at all. Mm-hmm. All right. So that takes us to our third and final poll question. So if you want to go over that one. Yes. That one is what is your favorite World Showcase Pavilion? And it's a pretty close call, but I'm going with the top three. And the top three would be Canada, Italy, and then Japan. Japan leads by three, like 30%, and Canada and Italy are 20%. Yeah. And um, and I think, didn't we see in the results, Sophie, that the United Kingdom and China, and was it? And Germany, they didn't get any. They don't have any love rights whatsoever, which surprised me because, um, you know, I, it surprised me the the ones that were selected, but it, it also surprised me that those didn't have any selections for them. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, it is it is what it is, and, it, and it's really just a fun little thing just to see what people think. So, it's not a big deal at all. Yep. Okay. So that leads us into our today's main topic. And again, today's main topic is our favorite things at Animal Kingdom Park. So yes. Sophie, what would be bar none your top thing you've got to see or do or experience or eat or any of those criteria that whatever criteria you want to fit in? What do you have to do bar none? Every time you go to Animal Kingdom. Every single time I go to Animal Kingdom. Well, for a while it was I needed to get a turkey leg. I needed to get a turkey leg, but now they're gone. So mm. we'll look for some turkey legs next month. Okay. Okay. We'll share one. But bar nine, I have to say that my favorite thing to do at Animal Kingdom would be Expedition Everest or the Festival of the Lion King. I love those. Love, love, love them. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't put 
Pandora ahead of that? Well, Pandora is new. Okay. So, Expedition Everest yes. or Festival of the Lion King? Correct. Those are two great options. And, you know, we've got fast passes for both. Mm-hmm. So, so, that's always cool. Um, you know what's on my computer right now, Sophie? What? On my wallpaper. What? And it, and it kind of ties into one of my favorite things to do at Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's a picture of mommy's favorite animal which is a giraffe yeah and that takes me over to kilimanjaro safaris mm-hmm. where you get into safari and you ride and you see all the animals and you take pictures and it's just so much fun it's so cool and that is one of my top things to see and do at animal kingdom and partly because it's it's meant for the animals, you know. It's the animal kingdom for a reason. Sophie, I don't know if you knew this, but did you know that the that the the Sahara that they have at the Animal Kingdom Park is bigger than the entire Magic Kingdom? Really? Yeah. No, I so didn't know it's that. Huge! It's huge, and it's really. It, it, it mind it's mind boggling just how much space is taken up there, you know. Yes. So, but anyway, so yeah, Kilimanjaro safaris is one of my top things to do. Expedition Everest, just like you you mentioned, and Festival of Lion King, those are way up there on my list as well. I also like Finding Nemo the musical, but I'll definitely love um, Festival of the Lion King better. Um, and then. You know, I love Navi River Journey and I love um, Pandora World of what is it called? Avatar World Flight of Passage. Yeah, thank you. My brain checked out for a moment there. Um, So I love, I love those, the new areas. And, you know, it's another concept of of Walt Disney Imagineering showing me that they know so much more than I do. (laughs) Mm hmm. Because I was like, I can't see it. That needs to go to Hollywood Studios. There's no way it can work over at Animal Kingdom. It makes no sense. And now you look at it and you're just flabbergasted and it makes perfect sense. So, so yeah, kudos to, kudos to Walt Disney Imagineering. Um, thank you so much for not listening to my ideas. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk some food, shall we? Yes, definitely. Okay, when you're at when you're at Animal Kingdom, what are some of the things you want to eat besides a jumbo turkey leg? The yak and yeti is delicious. Yeah, that is good. And you know what? A lot of people might think of the yak and yeti for the table service option, but they also have a quick service option where you can just walk up and order. So that is what we we've never eaten actually at the table service side we've only eaten at the quick service side and that's where we've gotten our fried rice chicken fried rice and things like that mm-hmm. and that's really really good um and you remember um and this is a bit of disney magic this is why we love disney so much right sophie yes okay i'm going to tell a story we were at the animal kingdom 
it was Thanksgiving weekend. I don't remember which day in that weekend it was. And we were there with Aunt Sheila, Uncle Randy, and Jagan, correct? Correct. And we were over not far from Expedition Everest. And um and there was a bus that sells ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I remember this. And Sophie and I were like, you know what? It's getting warm. Ice cream sounds really good. So we went over and we actually went to the exit without thinking about it. And and there was no one there. And I was like, Are you guys open? And she's and the lady at the checkout was like, Yeah, what do you what are you gonna have? And I said, Well, I would love a waffle cone with chocolate soft serve. And I think you got a swirl or something, but yeah, also an waffle cone. And while she walked us over and told the person, she's like, Let me have two waffle cones, one with chocolate and one with swirl. And they got them and she gave them to us. And I'm like, okay, well, oh, wait, I got to pay. And she's like, no, you don't. It's on us today. And it was perfect Disney magic. And it was like, wow, it was just a perfect moment. And that's what makes Disney so fantastic. Yeah. I actually told Zach about that story once because we were saying, what would it be like to work at Disney? And I told him, I told him, if I work an ice cream stand at Disney for the rest of my life, I will be happy. And that story that you just said, that was the story I gave him as my reason why. Yeah. Because I want to make people smile like that. Yeah. So that, just just for the record, that soft serve ice cream tasted even better. And it wasn't because I got it free. It was because it came from Disney. Um, yes. Now, I also like... Mommy and I like the Flame Tree Barbecue, which is a quick service restaurant. And it's really good because it's kind of, you know, it's obviously is barbecue. It's got, they got ribs and they got pork and they got other stuff like that. But um, what makes it special to me is that you walk up and you order and then you take your stuff to your table, which is like any other quick service. But it's, in the animal kingdom. So it's kind of an open air area, you know, it's shaded, it's got trees and things like that. And it just feels like you're like, you're sitting out on a, on a safari somewhere, just taking it all in, you know? So I think the atmosphere and the ambiance of that location is as much a reason why I like it as I is the food. So, Mm -hmm. So, um, but beyond those, um, we're going to try a new dining restaurant for us. Um, and it's, it's new for us, but it's not a new restaurant by any stretch, but that dining location is the Tusker house. And we're going to have it as part of a rivers of light, um, dining, dining package. So it's still one, still one table service credit which is cool because you're not paying extra. You're not using an extra credit for that preferred um, viewing for the rivers of light show. Um, but you're getting a good meal and you're getting, you know, a preferred seating token to, 
to get what you want, you know, there for the Rivers of Light show. So, um, and of course, Tusker House is a character. It's a character dining. So it will have, um, do you remember the characters it's going to have, Soph? Um, no, I do not remember. Well, it's going to have Donald, and I think it's going to have Goofy. Mm-hmm. And um, it might have Mickey and it might have Minnie, but I don't remember exactly. But I know it's going to have Donald. And um, yeah, and it's very rem- reminiscent to me of when we ate at um, Restaurantosaurus when they were over there. Uh-huh. So, so, but we'll be there for lunch for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me, Sophie, what else do you want to see at Animal Kingdom? Well, you know me. I'm a sucker for land theming. So, of course, Pandora is beautiful to me, and I love it there. Absolutely love it there. Yeah. But mainly I love it because I just want to walk around the place. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Um we talked in previous episodes about using our GoPro Mm -hmm. and I think that'll be really cool um, to see, to experience it with the GoPro and record some of these things and upload them into YouTube so that we can share them. Um, And that'll be neat. And then we'll be able with that day, we'll be able to see Pandora, um, in the daylight but we'll also be able to maybe take a look at it at night and see how see how realistically different just how phenomenally different it is yes that's so great okay um so yeah i like that uh, that idea as well and you know what also there's a lot more to see and do at animal kingdom besides just roller coasters and things like that. I don't think I'm going to do Cali river rapids. Uh, no, it's going to be too cold for that. I'm pretty sure it'll be closed. Yeah. I think it might be closed for renovation at that point, but um, I can check and follow up on that. But I also want to do things like primeval world and, um, some of the other things, you know, some of the stuff over at Dinoland USA and some of the things over at other. But you know what? There is one attraction I have no interest whatsoever in witnessing ever, ever, ever again. Hmm? Do you know what one that is? I'm trying to remember. If you want, I'll just tell it. Yeah. I have no interest and it's tough to be a bug. Oh, <laughs> agreed. Now, I could find interest in dinosaur. No, thank you. I might have to just ride that with mommy then. Yeah, give me an give me a chance to go off on my own in Animal Kingdom. You guys go ride dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> I promise. But I'm- I don't have a fast pass for it. Mm. So. So that would be a standby line. Um, as far as our fast passes, I'm going to pull that up so I can check and see what we do have, but, um, okay. So we've covered Turkey legs. We've covered yak and Yeti. We've covered 
things we want to do, exploring Pandora and things like that. Mm. Our fast passes for the 16th are Navi River Journey, Kilimanjaro Safaris, and then Expedition Everest. So, is there anything else that you want to talk about regarding Animal Kingdom? Hmm. Well, did we talk about what Rafiki's Planet Watch will be turning into? Might be turning into? Oh, it is turned into. Rafiki's Planet Watch is still there. Oh. Um, Okay. Well, it closed for a while. We know we saw that when we were there um, and it was closed, but it's opened back up now. But one of the things that we can experience there is the conservation station and um, the conservation station has a section. Let's see here called the animation experience. Hmm. And that's where you draw the wildlife as they're near the planet watch, right? Yeah. Let me tell you what the description says. This is from touring plants. Um, it says new for summer 2019. So it just opened last summer. The animation experience at conservation station provides information about the history of Disney animation and gives guests a chance to draw a character with the help of a live instructor. So that is very much like what we had over at Hollywood Studios. And what was that called? The Animation Academy or something like that? Yes, that is what it was called. So it's a show, but it gives you the opportunity to draw a character. And they have multiple shows throughout the day. So that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. That'll be neat. Um, have to move that up with Expedition Everest and... Festival of the Lion King then Because I loved Animation Academy Yeah You know what There's another thing you loved as a little girl That you might want to do while we do Dinosaur Primeval World No Boneyard (laughs) I don't think they'll allow me in daddy Plus it's a little bit dirty in there Well Just a little Picture Picture little four-year-old Sophie, five-year-old Sophie, maybe six-year-old Sophie, in a dress, in the boneyard, digging for dinosaur bones. Yeah. And she had so much fun with that. I'm telling you, if we didn't make her move, if we didn't make you move, Sophie, we would have stood there and waited for hours. I know. So, you know. That's an option for you. You can go do the boneyard. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm too big, Daddy. Okay. And I'm serious. In my heart, yes, I'm still that little five-year-old when yeah. it comes to the boneyard. But in height and weight and overall mass, no. Not happening, huh? Not happening, I'm afraid. Okay. Well, you know what? There's other things that we can do. And I'm just yeah. taking a taking a look at stuff. Um, one of the things that we might want to look at that we haven't really done before is we should take in the new Up Bird Adventure. Ooh. It's a show. It's a bird show. Um, 
and it used to be you know now of course it's it's themed after up the movie um so it's cool that way but um but it used to be something a little bit different so um so that might be something we would want to take a look at and then we could also let's see here we could do um one of sheila's favorites which is the maharaja jungle trek where you just wander through and you look at everything Mm-hmm. And I think that is paired with Gorilla Falls Trail, but I could be wrong on that. Um, let's see here. So, and then there's the Adventurer's Outpost, which is um, which is a meet and greet. So maybe we want to do that. Maybe we don't. I don't know. Anyway. Might be fun to think about. It depends on the lines, you know. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna have a fast pass for it, so it would be something we would do. It so stand by. But you know what? That pretty sums up that there's going to be a lot to see and do at Animal Kingdom. And, and you I remember? Wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. And you remember Animal Kingdom before Pandora came in? Animal Kingdom. A lot of people would go there for like the morning, and then they'd be done. And they would go somewhere else. And now that's not the case. And I don't think that's the case at any of the Disney parks now. Which is good because you shouldn't be able to spend just half a day, let alone one day, at any Disney park and call it done. Right. Right. Yeah. So, okay. I think we've covered everything that we want. To see at Animal Kingdom But now let me ask the audience What are the favorite things that you've Got to experience at Animal Kingdom You know you can reach out To us you can reach us on On not Instagram (laughs) you can reach us on Instagram If you want Uh, my Instagram account is Mickey Underscore MDOD which is A reference to my dreams at Disney Website Um, But you could also reach us via Email by emailing us at info at on the road with Mickey.com or you can um, give us a phone call on our voicemail line, which is 919-799-8390. And if you wish, you can reach us on our Facebook page, which is also called on the road with Mickey. So Reach out to us. Let us know what you like to see and do at Animal Kingdom. And let us know what you're interested in. And and if any of the things that we talked about match up with what you like. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So. Mm-hmm. All but right. In that case, I think it's time for this day in Disney history. It sure is. So what do you got for us, Sophie? Well... Today in 1900, back to the birthdays because I love birthdays. I do too. Ruth Clifford, the third voice of Minnie Mouse, was born in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. She supplied the voice of Minnie for such shorts as First Aiders, 1944, Mickey's Delayed Date, 1947, Pluto's Sweater, 1949, and Pluto and the Gopher, 1950. 
a leading lady in Hollywood silence of the 1920s, her career thrived into the television era with appearances on such series as Mr. Kildare, Hazel, and Playhouse 90. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I know much about Playhouse 90. I don't either. I'm going to be Googling it. <laughs> okay. So so that was her birthday. Is she still alive? Do you know? Um, I do oh, not no. know, but I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Too. In 1900. I'm sorry, Sophie. It's My brain's okay. Based. I thought you said like 1920 or something like that. I know. Oh, well. Okay. But she is pretty. There's a picture of her. <laughs> All right. 90 was an American television anthology drama series that aired on CBS. Okay. Has a total of 133 episodes. Wow. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, it is. All right. So is that what you got for us? Does that yeah. wrap up your this day in Disney history? That's what I got. Okay. Well, my Disney Who's Who character isn't from the animal kingdom which you know what if i'd have been thinking i probably should have picked one from the animal kingdom i didn't but he is an animal and somewhat of an animal he's from another park over at the magic kingdom so it's still a kingdom and my mm-hmm. character for today is none other than winnie the pooh Ooh, nice. And did you know, Sophie, that Pooh is a bear of little brain and a big tummy? I did know that. <laughs> he has a one-track mind when it comes to honey. And he will go to any lengths to get more when he runs out. Pooh and Christopher Robin are great friends who love to spend time together doing nothing. Yes. Who has a simple sweetness to him that goes beyond the honey stuck to his hands. He is an optimist. I have to agree with that. Have you got any did you know facts about him? I do, but hang on one second. Mm. Even when things are going wrong, he is still able to see the best in a situation. Luckily for Pooh, he's also rather forgetful. So he often forgets what was wrong to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I have three bits of did you know about our favorite Pooh Bear? Lay them on me. Did you know that Pooh lives in a house with the name Mr. Sanders above his door? I did know that. Yeah, I think everyone knows that. Um, Did you know... Not as many people, I think, will know this. Did you know on April 11th, 2006, Pooh received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? No, I did not. So there you go. He's got a star. And did you know that Christopher Robin received Winnie the Pooh on his first birthday? Wow. I didn't know that. That is so sweet. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Winnie the Pooh is one of my favorites, and it's simply because of all the animation, the interaction, not animation, all the interaction that you and he had when you were younger. 
So it all it also is leading me to say, okay, girls, let's go ride Winnie the Pooh. And that is perfectly fine by me. I will gladly ride it with you. Okay, good. Um, and now my last little bit is our Walt Disney quote. Mm-hmm. And this is also about. Um, it's not about poo at all. I'm actually I had a little confusion there, but um, but this is really. I think this quote is really really good. Because it talks about the effect that um, that Disney can have, not just on children, but on parents and on adults and on a whole nation and on maybe even the whole world, um, depending on the circumstances. Okay? Listen to this quote. It's on art and music. And, of course, the quote is from Walt Disney. And he said... Possibly the three little pigs came out at just the right psychological moment. In 1933, a lot of people were talking about keeping the wolf, and that's a a metaphor for the depression, from the door. Mm -hmm. At any rate, both the picture and song were quite successful and important to us in another way as well. They showed us the value of letting a story through a song. Not letting, of telling a story through a song. When we started Snow White, the first feature-length cartoon, we kept this in mind. Of course, we wanted the songs to stand on their own merits, and most of them did very well. But our first concern was to make sure that each song helped us tell our story. And I think that is phenomenal because I can totally see, even though I wasn't alive in 1933 and obviously you weren't either, um, I can totally see and picture in my mind how desperate the nation would be and how desperate the people would be because of all the rough times that they've fallen on and how that might not, even though it's only a cartoon, you know, and it's only a few songs and whatnot, um, and it really isn't going to improve their, you know, their financial being or anything like that. Despite all that, it still gives them a sense of of hope and of purpose and a reminder that even if things are bad, that something might good come out of it. So, so I think that's really a cool quote. Mhm. And you know, I've been I've been listening now that we have our echoes. Um part of what I do every day with those with the device that Mommy and I have in our room is when it's time for bed, I play a routine that plays Disney instrumental music. And it plays at lower volume and it's just something to go to sleep by. And the reason I've been doing it, obviously, is because I'm excited about our trip. But also, it reminds me of when we stayed in California at the Grand Californian Hotel and how our balcony was right over Paradise Pier and we could open the door and you hear the music come up from the from Paradise Pier, which is not yes. what it's and called now. Could, but. And then if you looked just... Out beyond the balcony, you could see World of Color. 
yeah, you could see part of the part of the lake there. But that was so cool to me was being able to just have that music, you know, and that's part. I think that's a big factor in what I like about Disney is the music, you know. So that's one of the things I do. And then before we started recording, um, I was playing just Disney music and it was playing songs from frozen Two, and it was playing songs from moana and it was playing songs from coco and tangled and i'm like this is just awesome <laughs> so so anyway that's i think the music of disney is it, maybe it's not underappreciated but part of me thinks that it is and that this is a that's a great thing um, for us to remember and maybe one of our episodes on a podcast should be about the our favorite things with Disney music it should it really should because I don't want to say that it's underappreciated it's certainly mm-hmm. not unknown but I do think that because it's Disney and because Disney has such high standards from everyone that some people kind of criticize it a little too heavily okay so yeah we'll make that one of our future episodes so next week what are we talking about we are talking about hollywood studios next week and i can't wait i'm so excited and that is our favorite things at hollywood studios and the following week we've got a special um podcast and that one is going to be about our favorite Disney snacks. Mm. Yeah, I know. And that'll be perfect because that'll bring us two weeks out. And we'll be getting really close to, to seeing that finish line of the trip starting. So, Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Sophie. Thanks for joining me as always. Thank you for having me. And everyone else, we will see you on the internet. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.